guys, I'm Johnny Hedgepeth. And I'm Travis Velasquez. And this is the podcast where Travis and I are breaking down every episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. But we're in the middle of our special CW's Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, miniseries. We're at part three, which is the episode of Flash, uh, season six, episode nine. But before we get to anything, Travis, let's welcome back to our show, our special guest, the one, the only, Jeffrey D. Wessel. Hey, good to be back here on uh, another. You got me to watch another episode of a superhero show. Yep, we did it. <laughs> and, it's, and it's the same show I watched the last time. Too. <laughs> was it Flash last time? Yeah, so I, yeah, I was uh, wondering if you did this on purpose hilarious. to keep me on, on the Flash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I just wanted, because knowing that you don't watch superhero media, and I was like, I'm going to put him smack in the middle of this thing so he has yeah. no idea what's going That's on. That's what you did the last time, too. <laughs> Oh no! For good radio. Oh boy! <laughs> so, for those of you who did not uh, listen to our Crisis on Earth X from last year, where Jeffrey uh, guested, uh, podcaster, comic book creator himself. When we get mm-hmm. to the plugs, I'm sure you. Uh, I, know, I know you've got some uh, some projects going on. Yep, I do. That's awesome. But mm-hmm. Travis, let's get to it because we're up against it today. All Jeffrey right. has kindly carved out the time for the show yeah. oh that's great yeah unfortunately yeah this actually is a very stacked uh week for me so yeah I, I, i'm kind of burning the candle up both ends this week so yeah let, let's get to this right on. so travis do you have the uh i do pariah enlists black lightning to help stop the anti-monitor after flash 90 shares what he learned from his battle in elseworlds with the help of black lightning barry cisco and frost come up with a plan that could save them all Meanwhile, Iris has a heart-to-heart with Ryan Choi, while Oliver and Diggle return to an old, familiar stomping ground. We were just saying, uh, uh, Jeff, that like this miniseries, like the one we did last year, the Crisis on Earth X one, amongst the fans of these CW shows, everyone agrees that Crisis on Earth X was the best one. It was a pretty compact story. Crisis on Infinite Earths is an undertaking, and... It's just so much. There's so much. But if you look back at the original miniseries by Marv Wolfman and George Perez, who Marv Wolfman, by the way, consulted on all this and gets to be a, in a cameo in part five. Cool. Um, if you read that miniseries, it didn't have a pretty exhaustive history of DC lore yourself. It's pretty confusing. It's kind of all over the place as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was like the original. I mean, more so than you know the contemporaneous uh, secret wars uh, that right. Marvel did, yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was like the 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 prototypical in the weeds comic book series, you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> oh, even you me know, at the time, just... I'm like Commandi. Why is Commandi in this thing? Yeah, from Anthro to Commandi. Yeah, I mean it goes all. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah i'm dropping anthro Anthro's on this on this show um, so just I mean, like yeah. loaded loaded and sprawling right just loaded yeah. and sprawling would be like the two main adjectives i would use and like and yeah johnny keeps uh you know i, I enjoy the crisis on earth that's fine but as as much as a as like jeepers creepers they're filling this stuff with stuff <laughs> they're filling these episodes with so much stuff oh my goodness uh, now I, now uh, no, hang I on think, i think I, they're I, but i ahead. think they're they're achieving like they're just doing what the comic was are they not like that's what i i feel 
Sorry, I mean, Josh. yeah, I mean, it, it certainly did have the, the, the feel that I remember from, you know, from the crisis way back when, but mm -hmm. I, I just want to mention, you, you already mentioned George Perez. I am sure you've already discussed at length, George Perez. Yeah, of course. And, of course. and uh, so I just had to ask, this was the week that JLA Avengers came out. Um, did oh. either of you, were either of you able to get a copy? Because I, I was like no. number 11 in line at my local shop and they only got in two copies. Wow. Well, is this a, is this a, a reprint of the miniseries from back in 2005? Yes, it, it was a, yeah, it's a special, it was a special limited to 7,000 copies mm. reprint that the hero wow. initiative oh, put man. out. I had, I had already heard that people were already buying them up to resell and it was impossible. It, and it's the most disgusting fucking thing I can think of. So yeah, anyone out there listening who, if you got yourself a copy of that and you are eBaying this for like, you know, $250 and not giving that money to uh, the hero initiative, uh, go fuck yourselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, 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 I just makes me hope that George, George Perez has just, a miracle remarkable recovery and all these guys end up like the guy who bought brady's last ball and they're yeah fun. yeah yeah that's awesome oh god uh I, i'm honestly just hoping that maybe dc and marvel will take a look at this and say you know what maybe we should do like a for real uh reissue sure. of this yeah, you know yeah yeah, yeah i yeah. I, I loved that miniseries and that was i tell you what i tell you what that cover for number four the, is the best the cover mm -hmm. of superman Incredible holding cap shield and Mjolnir at the same yeah. time. That was yeah. like the, the George Perez drawing, yeah. you know, so, uh, for I mean, sure, if I was, if sure. I was ever to get a tattoo, I'd have that on my back. I mean, that's <laughs> like Steve-O style. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, 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 it's, <laughs> and it's not fanfic either. This was like an official yeah. DC and Marvel yeah. publication, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, it's the same sort of thing where it was just loaded and sprawling and kind of a mess, but it didn't matter. Like I was just, you know, I remember the thing would show up. So he's like, good luck on your adventures. <laughs> like he did, like, I remember like, yeah, hey, we got the thing in there. You know what I mean? It was just, uh, I, well, I, I, I really yeah, Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Busiek also uh, in the know, weeds. For, the, for the very reasons that you're saying there, Jeff, just like seeing this stuff done and it's not fanfic. It's finally by like the master himself. Yeah. Well, my favorite part of that, and people were so upset before we get onto this app was Batman beats the shit out of the Punisher off panel. And I thought that was tremendous because I don't like the Punisher. <laughs> I hate him as a character. And they did that on purpose. Batman goes, when they go to their earth, he's like, hold on a minute. Goes, beats up the Punisher off panel. And the next panel, he's like talking to Plastic Man going, all right, let's get back to work. And that's the end of it. I was like, that's, I uh, that's I, 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 Okay, so there is a hierarchy of this then because so, so Batman has beaten the shit out of the Punisher, but Judge Dredd has one punched Batman. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Gosh, what was that in? I remember that now. I can't remember what. Yes, Dread, Dread Batman. Dread Batman by, by Alan Grant and Simon Bisley. Oh, and John gosh. Wagner, too. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. book still rules. <laughs> That was that era where there was a million crossovers. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, Judge Death and, and the Scarecrow together. Yeah. Oh, I remember that now. I really did love that. Um, there was a, I remember Superman and the Silver Surfer teamed up against the Impossible Man and Mr. Mixia's Pedelec. There was all kind Archie and the Punisher. Oh, yeah. There was one thing after Oh, yeah, that. the Archie Punisher right. one. <laughs> Well, then they, they outdid that uh, a few years ago with Archie and Predator. 
you know if if Riverdale makes it another season, they're gonna definitely be trying to adapt something like that. <laughs> All right, let's get. All right, so it. let's we're, get we're, started before we get in the weeds. Too oh, totally, yeah. which we can do easily. And one thing, Jeff. As we all know, the original crisis was taking all these universes, uh, lots of properties DC acquired, and we're wiping them out. So what they're doing on the show, this show is basically every filmed version of a DC property ever gets a cameo mm-hmm. in this. Last, last episode, we had Kevin Conroy playing a kingdom come Batman. Who's a serial killer. Tom Welling returned as uh, Clark Kent from Smallville. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. One thing. um, The first episode, Robert Wool appears on earth 89 (laughs) and it's the the Tim Batman. He's Knox. Oh my Uh, goodness. Burt Ward or earth 66. Yeah. We get to see uh, Burt Ward walking a dog before his earth is destroyed. Okay, so now, I, okay, so I noticed one thing is that all the 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 Earth names uh, they didn't stick to the 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 fifty two that's the no, official no. party line in in yeah. DC now. Right. No, they they tried to make each number be a wink at the show they're talking about. Well, okay, so that makes sense then for the opening scene for yes. um, Earth two hundred three with the birds of prey, and it's like, oh, okay, I get right. it now. That, yep. that's a, that's the year it debuted. I'd imagine it was the year it got canceled. <laughs> yeah makes sense but also i i just have a note here is like when i when i first powered it uh, you know when i first turned the episode on the 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 content warning that netflix gave was fear and language it's like yeah. fear yeah uh, is is like i mean okay i can kind of get it but this show <laughs> i know well, a lot of people a lot of earths are getting uh conked but that's, up. that'll, that'll, that'll again, put the fear but again but then again, this was also the show where, you know, I, when I watched the, the, the that, that, you know, the episode that first time where it's like, oh, hey, here you guys are, are hyping up. Oh, this is like the, the, the fun, t- the fun DC superheroes, not like the movies. And like the f- first thing I see is our bite mock fry. I was like, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That, 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 that's some, uh, uh no, ooh, that's a rip roaring good time there. And so that's where we started on earth 203 and, it's birds of prey. This one shocked me because I was like, this is seemed like such a blip. That was one season and done. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's the actress who played the huntress and she gets wiped out. They even have Dinah Myers, who was a uh, Oracle Oracle. Mm-hmm. You see, you hear her voice. I remember her. I first fell in love with her on Beverly Hills, 90210. She was a, she was a Dylan's uh, wife who was accidentally murdered by her mobster father. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> So we start on Earth One. Oh my God! I, I never watched Nine Hundred Two One Zero. So I don't remember Jesus that. Christ! But I remember, I yeah, was, yeah, Dylan had some dark, uh, some dark uh, skeletons. My, my wife and I—that was our guilty pleasure show. We loved Nine Hundred Two. Now we'd make fun of it. The acting was terrible. The only time we stopped watching it was they decided to try to air it against Star Trek Voyager, and you know, you're, you're not, you're not going to beat Captain Janeway. How dare you? You know, <laughs> no way. All right, Earth 203, wiped so Earth, out. Wiped out. Earth 1 on the wave rider. So, so hold on, okay. wait. Before we go to Earth 1, okay, so I noticed something that I, I know that the skies were supposed to be red because that was in the crisis, mm-hmm. but they didn't do the white wall. It, it's a red wall. Yeah, they're doing the red wall. Oh, okay. That kind of threw me off a little bit <laughs> because a red because in DC now, the red wall is something else. <laughs> it, it's the bleak. 
speed, you know, the, you know, the space in between the universes, which they stole, which they lifted wholesale from uh, Wildstorm mm. because, you know, they acquired Wildstorm and that was their thing. The bleed was the space in between the universes. It's supposed wow. to be, you know, the bleed in between the, in between the panels of a comic book. You yeah, know, it was yeah. very all meta because this yeah, was, yeah, you know, yeah. the 2000s and, mm. you know, everything means something. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So we start, uh, uh, Ray Palmer, the Atom, is working on his machine to detect Paragons. So, Jeff, w- one thing they had to do, because you couldn't really do the plot of Crisis for these uh, shows, so they had to come up with uh, a way to highlight just certain characters. That right. the, in a comic book that they released that they did not advertise on the CW, uh, had this whole comic book about these characters find going to Oa and it's out of the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie and they find this book and there's the seven <laughs> pa- the seven paragons of the universe who well be the ones that defeat the anti monitor and uh, Ray Palmer has to make a make one of these uh, machines to find them. So right. because it's because this is an episode of the Flash, and when they're filming these crossovers, they're using the crews and casts from five different TV shows. So they'll highlight different the, the characters who normally appear on those shows. So we get to meet Killer Frost, uh, Cisco, and uh, Ralph Dibney, the elongated man. Yes. Here's the but thing also, about this. Yeah. Two fucking Superman. Two. Oh, yeah. We got two Superman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, now I know one of them is a Kingdom Come one, but who played him? Uh, Brandon Routh. He's, he's playing Ray oh, Palmer. And okay. It, it's, like, yeah, he's playing the Donner Superman, right? Yeah, the it's Richard the Don- Donner. It's uh, the Richard Superman Donner. Returns, right? Yeah, it's, it's the Christopher Reeve Superman. He's playing the same role he played in Superman Returns. That, right, the movie so that, w- that where they made Superman a creepy stalker. Yeah. Yes. Yep, yep. Great yes. movie. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And, <laughs> So this is ask me again why I quit watching superhero media. Well, I'll tell you what, I tell you what, one of the big points of this crossover is to give um, Brandon Routh a chance to redeem that movie because mm-hmm. he was great. It was the movie that sucked. And oh, the movie was awful. And uh, <laughs> this is a chance for him to uh, redeem uh, himself as playing Superman. The other Superman is one from Earth 38, who is our current Superman currently on the cw on lois and clark and uh, okay i was gonna ask that he's very good okay so we got two supermen and but this guy uh the actor hartley sawyer who plays uh ralph dibney one of my favorite characters on the flash he looks like he stepped out of the comic page looks just like elongated man yeah Yeah, yeah, well really well cast i thought well, he's a uh, apparently he's such a piece of shit. They wrote him off this uh, uh, these shows. Some some old shit. tweets, some old tweets came oh, out no. that were were neither were like, hey, it's all a joke. Well, here's the thing about jokes, pal. They got to be funny and not yeah. just ra- uh, racist and misogynistic. Mm-hmm. So they they write him out of the show by literally having him drenched in acid and being taken away. And maybe they'll recast him. Maybe they won't. <laughs> oh no! Oh yep. god bummed me out because can you say something else happened like with somebody else from what from one of these shows like the the original uh reverse flash got recast or some shit or am i misremembering oh there's been all sorts of there's all but like yeah that like uh ruby rose didn't have the best experience uh no and neither did well and on the other side of like the ideological spectrum is uh dominic purcell who's uh the uh, heat wave heat, heat wave on on legends 
has been pretty uh, vocal yeah. with his tweets and uh, Instagram posts. He, he's a drunk tweeter uh, and a drunk Instagrammer, and uh, so he makes he made an ass out of himself until finally uh, he he uh, was written out. But he lasted like nearly eight years mm-hmm. on these shows. So <clears throat> anyway, they're gonna help uh, Ray build his uh, detector. They find out that Earth One, of course, will be the last Earth. The Superman, <laughs> yes, the, the Supermans go off to try to evacuate the remaining Earths. Um, Ray's machine starts working, and we're introduced to the remaining Paragons because they already introduced some of the other ones. But you got Martian Manhunter and the Flash, and Ryan Choi is the Paragon oh, yes. of humanity. So, okay, my first question here is: Is this character in Crisis? No, but he's a more modern. He's a more modern. No, no. Ryan Choi was no. Ryan Choi was created in the two thousands. Uh, okay. After I, I think around the time or after Infinite Crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I mean I don't know if this is going to spoil anything. No. All right. Uh, he is one of the iterations of the Atom. Oh, cool. He takes um, over the identity uh, of the Atom uh, on these TV shows. That happens in one alternate future episode of flash and that is it he's never used again but by the way you you missed the great line of holy all-star squadron yes i kind of popped for that one i did too roy thomas the original comics fanfic writer (laughs) (laughs) that even leads into a a killer frosting ignore him it's his first crossover because they do a little fourth wall breaking every now and then yeah right like boy there's some Really great costumes in this, and some really good uh, oh. makeup. Well, I got, so, well, I got a and then there's costume and then later. there's and then there's her killer frost. Something doesn't for me like she. Uh, it didn't. It didn't. She stood out to me like in terms of um, wardrobe and makeup and everything. And that she looked like maybe could have. I don't know. It's not her fault. Is what I'm saying. She looked. She's. Yeah. Sure she's a beautiful woman, but well, there. Uh, I, I didn't like the aesthetic on on her as much as I did with some of the others. Well, I I have another criticism. I have a criticism of a costume myself later, okay. but that's that comes later on. Okay. Um. So I I have some other questions here. Sure. So uh, <laughs> another character that comes up, Mr. Diggle. Yes, that's where we're at. Diggle. John. Who Diggle. is Mr. Okay? Who is he? Because I know the origin of the name. Y'all just got diggled. You got diggled, baby. Uh, he's the when they when Arrow started the first of these shows, he was right. a character created for the show. He's the um, Green Arrow's like uh, sidekick, basically. Okay, because uh, Andy Dick writer Andy Diggle and the artist Jock did the uh, Green Arrow Year One. Yes, that's where the name comes so, from. Yeah, so yeah, so I was I was curious. Okay, so he he was part of the Green Arrow cast then. Yes, okay. yes, and he's very angry often, and he's angry here. He's yelling at the monitor because his wife Lila, who is Harbinger. So Lila, not Lyra. Not Lyra. It's Lila. That was, yeah. it, was it was Lila in the comics. No, it's Lyra in the comics. Mm, I have to check on that one. I'll take yeah. your word for it. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's Lila. I'm pretty sure it's Lila. Michaels. I am pretty sure. Of course, I'm going to look up Travis, Harbinger. It. it was it was I'm, the Moops. Up... It was the Moops. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to look up Harbinger, and it's going to bring up the Valiant series first. I'm, I right. guarantee. Oh, of course, I remember that. <laughs> so it's still going on. So wow, we do have the running jo- joke in here. It's one of my. Oh, you're favorites. right. Well, you know what? I, 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 on the air, I will say yes. Okay, I was wrong. It was Lila. My bad. 
no, no. I could have sworn it was Lyra, but I have also haven't read Crisis in forever. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so Diggle's all pissed off because uh, Ollie's dead. His wife's gone. Um, the monitors explaining what's happening. Oh, we have the running. Uh, it's one of my least favorite parts of this one is Cisco, who is Vibe, who becomes Vibe again in this one. <laughs> uh, there's always been the jokes that he's been the characters that these shows started who started like coming up with names for the villains. It, uh, like, we, like when Captain Cold first appeared, he didn't arrive and go, ha ha, I'm Captain Cold. It was always like, he's the character who gives these guys these names as nicknames. So right. he does, he keeps pointing out that the name of the anti monitor is kind of stupid. Yes, but they beat it into the ground to I the know, point where it really annoys me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, it, yeah. They did kind of make a couple of jokes that way, mm-hmm. didn't they? Uh, and so Diggle is going to go to Purgatory with Green Arrow's daughter and John Constantine to get his uh, soul because they've raised his body with a Lazarus pit and they got it like, I don't know, in the refrigerator or something. Uh, (laughs) And they're off to get his soul. Cisco discovers that the source of the antimatter wave is conveniently under central city. What? Oh, (laughs) what a coincidence. (laughs) Perfect. That's like, uh, as Pete pointed out in the last episode on the Titans show on HBO, there was conveniently this past season a lazarus pit underneath arkham asylum <laughs> these things happen all the time all you the know time. you build a house on a on a native american burial ground yeah you say, like yeah. You, you, you build an insane asylum over a lazarus pit mm-hmm. oh boy so the monitor makes cisco vibe again because at this point they've given up on his powers and and being a superhero because it it never really worked the character at him dressing up in a costume and being a superhero never really worked that well so they got rid of it but they needed for this they needed for the crossover so yeah, back yeah. you are in the pleather my friend yeah no uh, yeah i guess yeah this this outfit isn't the best either it looks like he's in a like a gillette commercial <laughs> well if you ever seen the original vibes costume from the 80s not much better oh yeah what so what is his what is is this what is vibes power exactly oh, look, can, i was just vibrate? about to get into that i was okay. just about to get into that on this vibes power on the, the flash ladies is, love him well yeah they'll definitely the ladies totally dig him he his power is a uh, to be the deuce ex machina that, that's his powers whatever you need him for hmm. it, it gets ridiculous in the comics he vibrates things and they break that's what i figured in this he can enter people's minds and read their memories he can create portals and he can he can do anything he literally can do anything it's it whatever they need the character to do vibe can do it it's, you know it, it, yeah. okay so it, it, it's funny that you're you're making that comparison because i was i was saying that you know oh how did vibe lose his powers i'm like did 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 uh did scarlet witch show up and say no more vibes or so it turns out that vibe is apparently the arrow versus version of wanda because you know just whatever you need wanda exactly. for that's what yeah. wanda is there for what is it it's hex hex magic well what does that mean it, it means whatever we need it for That's yeah what right there's a lot of that <laughs> i can you know i, I can pull multiple yeah from, from any possible reality that that's what i can do <laughs> oh, so barry uh, uh barry allen and iris allen are having their uh goodbye scene because all throughout these uh, all seasons of the flash they've been teasing that they, they, there's this headline 
from the future that they have in their time vault that says Flash disappears in crisis. That's straight out of the comics, the, the headline written by Iris West Allen. So this is the culmination of that, of, of six seasons of that on The Flash. They've been teasing this. Yeah. <laughs> so we go to under Central City and Flash is off doing recon as Vibe and Killer Frost are in this tunnel. And they find this uh, entry to this room they got to get in as Nash appears. He's one of the many Wellses. It, it, it's, it's too long and stupid to get into. At this point, uh, Tom Cavanaugh just plays a different version uh, from a different Earth of the same guy every season so he can just flex his acting muscles. And one, he gets to do a French accent. You know, it, it gets to be a little yeah. much. And, and now in this one, he's just doing what's John, John Black from Days of Our Lives. Yes. And there's way too much whispering in this episode. That was my biggest uh, criticism. <laughs> Everyone so, is fucking so, so, whispering. So what, what, what's the actor's name? Who's Pariah now? Tom, Tom Cavanaugh. He's, you know. Why does, he, why does he look like Elon Musk? <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Well, it, well, you know what? Got a lot in common because it's Pariah's fault the universe is about to end. And, uh, <laughs> much, li- much like... <laughs> Uh-huh. Much like in the crisis, because <laughs> he says that uh, as you as you mentioned, uh, Travis, you read my mind. I am no longer Nash. I am Pariah, okay. and I'm like I know he's a good actor, but sometimes, boy, his choices on these shows are yeah. legendarily like think, bad. Right, like that was a, a general note for everybody to just whisper all of your fucking lines today, Jeepers Creepers. Well, Flash you know the. Well, you, you know, one of the biggest criticisms I have about modern TV is that everybody fucking mumbles. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> you know? Okay, so Vibe uh, vibes his memories on how to open this door. And we cut to Supergirl uh, and Batwoman interrogating Lex Luthor about how to use the Book of Destiny. And uh, this is our John Cryer as uh, Lex Luthor. I've gone on the record, uh, Jeffrey. He is my favorite on-screen Luthor of all time. Yeah, but what's with the beard, though? I like it. It works for him. <laughs> Why? It doesn't look like Luthor, though. It, it, I don't care. His, his performance is so good. He will take a very mediocre episode of Supergirl and make it completely enjoyable with how good he is. Now, I, I remember the last time I was on here, uh, I remember the last time I, I had much praise for uh, Melissa Benoist as Supergirl, mm-hmm. and I was very upset that you gave me an episode that did not have a lot of Supergirl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not a like, lot. A little, little. <laughs> well, no, we've been, we, okay, all throughout this, uh, our little mini series here, that's what every single guest has said, has pointed out how Melissa Benoist is maybe on a little different level than everyone, a lot of the other actors. Yeah. Yeah. she just show. nailed she just absolutely nails supergirl it's yeah. it's amazing like yeah. I, i've never seen an supergirl get this well done ever yeah, it's something else mm-hmm. and she's she's outstanding i mean that show it, it ended with a whimper but she had announced that she wanted to have a kid and go go star on broadway as the big broadway star she is right. and uh, be, kind of be done with this the uh, silliness i mean can't can't blame her i mean nope. you know, right like, oh gosh she was good and you know i didn't have a whole lot of her yeah and, yeah sorry on this that. show and i was like oh man you know well we do get hoping. batwoman uh batwoman here of uh, beating up lex luthor with her gotham city tactics mm-hmm. and uh he tells you you just have to use willpower and the reason he was able to use this magic book was to focus on his hate of superman 
And uh, but if she tries to bring back in a whole earth, she'll go mad. Like he says, Deegan, who is Dr. Destiny. He was the big bad in the previous crossover that we did not talk about. Okay. So wait, Dr. Destiny. So the, 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 the first Sandman villain from Neil Gaiman's Sandman. Um, was he? Wow. Okay. Yeah, because because yeah, because his 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 reality stone or whatever they call it was actually Dreams Ruby. Oh, I get. It. I just he was one of the. I first uh, it was introduced to Doctor Destiny in a double sized Justice League comic from the seventies. Yeah, where it seemed like everyone got killed, and his skull face and all these like dead heroes. I remember it really scared me as a little. Yeah, kid. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that he was the he was the 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 first uh he was the centerpiece of the first arc of Sandman. Oh, that's a that's it. I did uh, not know that. In Sam, not the, not not the only time I'm going to mention Neil Gaiman on this episode <laughs> too. Awesome. Yeah. So. so so Supergirl storms off with the book, and uh and uh, Kate Kane's got to talk her out of it without using the kryptonite that she has that was given to her by Kevin Conroy, uh, last episode, and uh, she gets her to come to her senses. Later, uh, Supergirl apologizes as uh, Kate tries to give her the kryptonite, and they have the great. They they really touch on the whole world's finest uh, aspect between these two characters. Yeah, uh, we will not see it after after this after this miniseries. These two together, she, Kate, uh, Kate um, Ruby Rose leaves, and Supergirl has one more season, and that's it. But they are mm-hmm. good together. I like now, that, yeah. okay, so here's where I get some some real nerd hours in. So, which Earth is the is this back? You know, was the 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 Kingdom Come Batman and the uh, and Batwoman from? Okay, Batwoman here is from Earth One. She's an Earth One character. They had to go to Earth ninety nine, which is the year Batman Beyond came out, where they meet the Kevin Conroy. He's in an exoskeleton, and he's a, a serial killer. Okay. And they go oh, to geez. Earth 73, which is the Donnerverse, the Christopher Reeve Donnerverse. And that because wonder why he's 73, because that movie no, came out in 78. I know. I said can't figure that one out. I dude, 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 it vexes me. It vexes <laughs> me. But okay, so I mean they they because it was established in DC that uh kryptonite from different universes may not actually work. Oh uh, uh, no, they don't bother with that shit. Okay, they didn't bother. Okay, <laughs> fair no, enough. No. <laughs> they don't go i mean the, the people behind these are deep deep dc nerds but they don't go that deep <laughs> okay well no i mean yeah because i i remember there was yeah because i remember uh early in the in the john byrne run of superman um the kryptonite that he used to execute some fat some uh, phantom zone criminals mm-hmm. that had uh destroyed like a, a particular earth um he he had used kryptonite a, a, to execute them but it didn't affect him at all Right. So yeah. that's yeah. the one that introduced uh, Supergirl uh, into uh, the burn. Uh, Supergirl. Yeah. The ma- yeah. The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Was, uh, yeah. All right. So, this, anyway. okay, you know those weeds we were talking about? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're in <laughs> them now. We are so, in them now. But Supergirl tells her, you know, keep the kryptonite in case you ever have to use it, which I always like that little touch. Superman is the trust Batman to keep on hold of a little bit of kryptonite. Yeah. Just in case. So let's cut to and this. This um, uh, cameo is this took me by surprise when I was watching uh, this when it aired. We cut to Earth six six six, and this is Lucifer, <laughs> and at, which at the time was airing on NBC, and this is a CW show. 
and but it's a Berlanti production. And then it got oh. moved to Netflix, where I think it's continuing to be new episodes are being made, or maybe it just ended. I think so. Yeah, it shoots in Vancouver, Lucifer. So I didn't. Is it meant to have any sort of attachment to to superheroes that show, or is this just a fun? Yeah, it, oh, it, really? it's a it, it's a spinoff from Sandman. Oh, I didn't know because because. Because spoilers for Sammy, because I think the I think the the show version of that's coming up. Uh, Lucifer abdicates hell and gives the key to hell to to Morpheus as, mm-hmm. as a as a way to get back at him. But right. he go he he ends up in L.A. Mm-hmm. and they, there was a long running Vertigo series by Mike Carey. Okay, detailing See, Lucifer I, in in L.A. I never knew that that Lucifer show actually had a comic book roots. I thought it was yeah. Well, it, I mean, this this is the extent of it acknowledging it because I've only seen a handful of the shows, but the, the show has evolved. It's basically a, a crime show where he runs this nightclub in L.A., but he also works with the police solving crimes and it, mm. like that kind of show. It's kind of like what was that? Uh, uh Castle. <laughs> right right you know? right but with, yes. with more I, I i never watched that i never watched that show so <laughs> that kind of thing you know you know he's got a partner and they solve crimes and uh he gets to use his lucifer powers which clearly are his charm this actor tom ellis just kills it i love him i think he's when he looks at constantine here's like it's all very biblical isn't it john i was like god damn this guy's good yeah, he He's, felt like a, he felt like a. If you didn't know, you'd, you felt like he came from somewhere else or another show or something of a bigger, where he'd have a bigger part. Yeah, I love this scene with him. I thought it was a great cameo. It took me completely by surprise, just because th- th- could get to work this out between two networks. I mean, that's kind of impressive. I yeah. mean, at some point, Jeff, and we're going to get to. I think it's the next episode. As soon as they wrapped filming on this. Uh, they didn't even bother to contact the movie people because it's for a long time. The movie people don't want anything to do with these TV shows. And they tell the TV shows who they can and cannot use. And so they didn't even bother to ask. So they finished rapping and the movie people contact uh, Mark Guggenheim who runs these shows. Like, Karen, we heard you finished uh, uh, filming. We'd love to have done something. He's like, now you tell me. Okay. Yeah, so news they- to me. <laughs> And so they film something. It's like a two minute bit. They film something. It's coming up and it blew everybody's minds that it happened, but it's totally shoehorned in. Oh, I remember feeling like, well, that's out of nowhere. Why is that there? That's why. Because interesting. <laughs> well, I, I, I do want to point out that, um, that in, in, the, in the late nineties or early two thousands, there was a crossover episode between Boston legal and Ally McBeal because it, which were on different <laughs> networks yeah. because Mark, E. Kelly was the showrunner of both those shows. Oh. <laughs> and wasn't there that Murphy Brown and Seinfeld that it was too? Remember? That's true. That's true. Oh, I don't that I don't remember. Yeah. No. But no. but and, you know, and there were two production houses, <laughs> uh, you know, Law and Order and Homicide Life on the Streets crossover, but that was the same network. So that was mm-hmm. a little easier to pull off. So. Oh, did Dave, David E. Kelly get to get in some picket oh, David fences? David Kelly. Yeah, to get in some uh, get picket fences into that crossover. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't watch either show. I just knew that it, it had happened. So, you know. um, are, are we still on the, 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 the Lucifer bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Cause all right, well, go ahead. You, you, all right. You, well, I'm just going to wrap just, up the scene and then tell me. Okay. So he gives him this card that I'll give him to purgatory. Cause Constantine's um, powers are wonky. 
but uh, I just, oh, I was just saying, I really thought he was charming and almost made, made me want to watch that show. Just this guy. I thought, wow, he just jumps off the screen. But please go ahead. Oh, oh okay. So there's a line in there where, um, where uh, Lucifer calls John Constantine and yes. uh, Constantine, John just kind of chuckles and says, Constantine, oh boy, I remember, I, I actually remember this now because a lot of people got very upset about this. Yep. Um, I have never heard any of, of John Constantine's or Constantine's creators um actually say his name so that would be you know alan moore steve Bissett, and john toddleman neil gaiman insists that it's constantine huh wild and, that's and, why it's and, there. And, and so to, and jamie delano and of course they both you know wrote hellblazer at various points right so um yeah uh, the, the the british folk so essentially the british folks seem to pronounce it constantine uh, us americans pronounce it constantine so yeah, and that's why that's that line was in there. That was deliberate uh, to reference the back and forth because when Constantine, uh, when he says Constantine, he goes, oh, "It's Constantine." He looks at me, he says, "I don't care," and walks away. And that's yes. how the scene ends. <laughs> awesome. No, that 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 was. I mean, yeah, that that, that, that that was very good. So, so he casts his spell, and they go to a purgatory, which in Oliver's purgatory is the Lian Yu, the island where. He spent five years and uh, uh, because that's Chinese for purgatory as the actress who plays Maya really ham fistedly reminds everybody on the island. By the way, mm-hmm. did you know that Lian Yu is Chinese for purgatory? Like, well, now we do. So Jeff, this actress, um, Catherine um, uh, McNamara, they were doing a backdoor pilot after Arrow was done and it was going to be in the future uh, with her as the lead as a young uh, female green arrow and they did not pick up the pilot because uh, it was not good mm-hmm. and we've kind of talked a little bit uh, about this young lady's performance just here on the crossover but travis we were saying maybe not ready for prime time well yeah. you're pretty enough they'll give you another shot because she will be starring in the spinoff of the, the new Walker Texas Ranger reboot that's a success on the CW and they're giving her a spinoff of that so they're taking another crack at young um, uh, Ms. I Mac- did not even know that there was a that they rebooted Walker Texas Ranger oh yeah it's a reboot it's a Walker reboot with um one of the guys from uh Supernatural is the st- is the star and uh, uh oh boy interesting yeah. <laughs> he saw my beating heart yeah <laughs> but this is a you know this is a, a walker you know who's a single dad who you know has issues and weaknesses and loves his kids and all this shit it's goes by they them yes like much yeah. more progressive yeah it's a, it's <laughs> it's a, it's the cw walker <laughs> all right so they find ollie the card's fading and all it takes is diggle to grab him and uh, shake him out of it because he'd lost his memory. And they made it clear, like, well, we're fucked. He's not going to have any memory. And all it takes is Diggle doing his old, you're my brother. Yeah. You're my brother, man. Right? It's so dumb. Right <laughs> after he's just, like, taken out three people. Yeah. Bang, boom, bang. And there's like, no, no, I just need to talk to him. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Like, like this whole thing, too, is like, oh, well, I don't know how we're going to find him. Oh, he's just going to fall down in front of us and, and, and fight us, too. Whatever. I'm just like, let's go. Let's get this going. Get this. But then out of nowhere, so like, all right, we got his soul. We'll get him back to his body. And this from behind a tree, 
Jim Corrigan uh, shows yes. up. Yeah. <laughs> it says, uh, hey, um, Spectre here. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, we, we kind of missed some things here, but oh, yeah, I, I lost my mind when you said Jim Corrigan. I was like, what? <laughs> we're getting the fucking specter well, no we did not get, get the no we did not get the specter <laughs> well we do so, somewhat next episode because um uh no spoilies uh oliver queen becomes the specter well yeah they they, they showed that they kind of hinted that in yeah. uh, in this episode because you do need the, the, there's a certain story beats you have to have for this to be crisis and the specter fighting the anti-monitor as the new universe is uh, the new universe is created has to happen you got to make that happen and this is how they're getting there but he just i just love he's like excuse me over here yeah hi corrigan here and he has to ham-fistedly tell his origin story yeah yeah i was a cop and uh you know i was thrown in a river and uh then it was this that and the other uh, (laughs) which i don't mind so much because that's right out of a comic book yeah totally (laughs) That's right, right. Yeah, they would they would you know show us three panels of the quick little origin. Yeah, yeah catch everybody being, up. Being fitted for cement shoes and tossed in the Hudson. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, Jeff, I just picked up uh, our buddy uh, Kelly Nelson. I uh, went to a comic con with him, and I picked up the uh, Michael Fleischer uh, run of uh, Spectre. I don't know if you'd uh, read any of that. It was really controversial from the seventies. Did you ever read uh, John Ostrander and Tom Mandrakes? No. In, in the in the uh in the 90s no it's actually not bad yeah yeah like i just like this is just it's they're all really quick and digestible but they all just have like these uh just shockingly poetic justice violent uh, they're well right violent. yeah yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. They're, they're jim aparo does the art and they're they're ec 1950s level violent yeah stuff. yeah really cool. it's really yeah cool. it, it, yeah i mean i mean alan moore used uh the specter in the american gothic arc and swamp thing and then for some reason in the late 90s uh hal jordan became the specter for a while right <laughs> yeah, well, it, which that. was a great which, which was which was a great story except for the dumbest thing about him was this this version of the specter wears a domino mask for some dumb reason <laughs> it's <laughs> you know, uh, to be fair to know who he was to be, to be fair i think the the original design of the specter looked it looks like kind of a domino mask kind <laughs> of but we're talking like 1939 yeah. version of the specter right so right. you okay. know good point, good so point. so corrigan here he tells uh ollie that's his turn and it's up to him to light the spark that saves everybody so he turns around he's like well thanks for coming to purgatory for me kids uh but I think I'll stick around here. Uh, do whatever the fuck you want with that hollow husk of an animal body of mine. Uh, yeah. Chilling up on the wave rider. That, yeah. Don't uh, <laughs> give it to a bunch of necrophiliacs. That, that know, have, have at fun. it. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Travis. I stole, Lord, that, stole that from a David Cross bit. Uh, stand up. He's, he's talking about what he wants uh, to, after he's dead. He's like, I don't know. Give him to <laughs> like, let them have fun with it. I don't care. I'm dead. <laughs> so Flash arrives at the vault. <clears throat> Vibe opens it up, and the way they explain this thing that's conveniently under Central City, that where the antimatter wave is emanating from, yet it's approaching that same Earth. You see is right underneath here is the nexus between universes just happens to be under central city what a coincidence yeah Yeah. what a coincidence who'd have thunk it what a lucky break Mm -hmm. but the nerd part of me goes however we gotta get here fine yep 
because whole, this whole thing that's what i'm this thinking. is the <laughs> this is the, the anti-monitor cannon you know right out of the comics and uh there's a blur a red blur on the treadmill and we slowly see that this is the earth 90 flash mm-hmm. john wesley ship john wesley yeah, i was gonna say i i lost my mind when i saw it was john wesley ship i was like oh man i actually remember watching that show yeah. me too <laughs> when it was when yeah, it was me live too. me too me too yeah um mark mark hamill is the as uh the trickster the trickster oh, yeah. who by the way has made reappearances on these shows as that trickster oh wow trickster son john wesley ship has been a regular on all the flash tv shows he's played barry allen's father who eventually dies then he's also golden age flash and they actually figure out a way to make that mercury cap look cool yeah oh wow guy it's and he and to this day he's still so he, he plays, so, he, so he now plays jay garrick then. he plays jay garrick now he's jay garrick the golden age flash and they figured out a way to make the uniform look cool and he pulls it off because he's fun I love now, is it guy. now is it just me or did now his barry allen flash suit in this it looked like to me like it was made out of crushed velvet because it, that's what it looked like in the original show oh mm-hmm. did it i don't remember yeah. that i don't remember that but okay yeah. I, I believe you that's a sexy suit man that thing feels uh-huh. good <laughs> luxurious <laughs> feels luxurious but you think it would cause more friction when you're running you that think, fast right are you, are you gonna have to yeah and it'll some of them it'll rub off after a while and, yeah oh, not, well not only that but just not as you know aerodynamic either yeah, you good know point. <laughs> good point that is uh i mean elfman uh, elfman wrote the theme for that show with a with a with a lady whose name uh, escapes me i think it's in my notes oh. later um <laughs> we quickly find out that earth 2 was gone which means that the characters of harry Who's one of the Nashes, the best version of it, and Jesse Quick are dead off screen. They, they had Jesse Quick as a character for about two seasons, who was a well liked character by the fandom, and they just kill her off screen. And that's the last we ever see of Jesse Quick. It, it, wow. It's pretty wild. Um, so Vibe pops out the old Flash, and uh, he, he's great. I love the way he reads, I love the way he gives his hero dialogue. It's so Feels like a, he feels like a 1940s serial guy, and it's great. He's like, well, thanks, but I appreciate the respite. But that thing's got a fail-safe that uh, will destroy all the Earths. And then Pariah just takes off. So before there, we get there, back... There, yeah. there, there's something vaguely sincere about that, you know? <laughs> about yeah. the way he delivered it, you know? He's he's good. He's, he is he's, one of my... He was my favorite part of this episode, for sure. John Wesley's ship. Yeah, he's an uh, old his pro. Story line, his storyline is great. Yep. So before we get back to the flash stuff, I just got to get this stuff out of the way. So we go to Ivy Town, where uh, we find Ryan Troy and Iris and Ralph. Won't and Ray you arrive. take me to Ivy Town? Ivy Town. <laughs> Ivy Town. That's one of those great D- old DC names because that that's supposed to be Princeton, right? It's Princeton, right. And so it's Ivy Town because sure. it's the Ivy League. Ivy League, yeah. Of course, it also has a feel of like you know Pallet Town from from Pokemon, you know, <laughs> Just, <laughs> that sort of thing. So, and they established that Ryan uh, Choi is a Ray Palmer fanboy, which is nice. And uh, Ralph stretches to show him that they're superheroes. The CGI for Elongated Man sometimes is awful, but stretching is just hard to do, even with a 
million dollar budget like that mm-hmm. fantastic four movie it didn't look any good <laughs> I was uh, saying, yeah no it looked like shit and every every fantastic four movie it's looked like shit so right, yeah right. but they get they they do some imaginative uh, get arounds with the season that seasons that he's on the show that are a lot of fun uh with him a lot of he could you know changing his face shape into other people's face and stuff they do some neat stuff because the guy may be a piece of shit but he's a rubber-faced comic so he's just perfect. And they say, he says, well, if the end of the world's coming, I want to be home with my family with my baby, Simone. And Jeff, if you thought Diggle was... Uh, oh, yeah, that, that was uh, Ryan Truist's creator, Gail Simone. Yep. Nice. So Iris eventually talks him into it. Uh, Ray says, only Earth One is left. We flash back to uh, Barry and Iris and his promise to always come running home to her. That was the song from their wedding sung by Supergirl until Nazis invaded their wedding last year. <laughs> Cause there's no love guys like Fucking foster. Nazis. Well, there's no love like foster sibling love. That that's a love that never breaks. Yeah. <laughs> that's the origin of flash on the shows. He was adopted after his pet his mom was murdered. Dad framed for it. He goes to live with the cop who uh, was on the scene, Joe West as a foster child, as, as a kid, and meets his foster sister, Iris, who eventually is his true love. Which oh, boy. They never address how weird that is. <laughs> well, frowned hey. upon. Frowned upon. <laughs> He'll call Joe dad. Margot Tannenbaum? That's one of my favorite lines yeah. in the, the Tannenbaums. <laughs> when he's like, oh, I need to talk to you about something. It just cuts to Gene Hackman on the roof. Margot Tannenbaum? <laughs> of course. Of course, Margot Tannenbaum. Anyway, so Lois sees on the monitor, oh no, I'm sorry, monitor, on the screen that another Earth has just gotten wiped out. Meanwhile, the monitor uh, talks to Lois, it gets to open up a bit, and the LaMonica Garrett gets to show that he can act somewhat, because mm-hmm. all he's had to do on the, this miniseries, and his old appearances for two seasons as the monitor, is talk stoically and give vague plans that don't make much sense to the superheroes yeah. and <laughs> now I, I do have a question who played the moniker his name is la monica garrett he's currently on 1883 which is that uh spinoff of yellowstone where i've seen little bits oh, more of more shows i don't watch oh yeah, i've seen yeah. bits here's the the guy can act he's good but he, he's cast for his look and his willingness to get that hair done that way and uh <laughs> And he's got a big booming voice. Uh, but here he actually gets to like show something. He's talking about his wife and kids. Lo, by the way, Lois doesn't do anything. Just like, so uh, how are you feeling there, monitor? And he starts talking about his wife and kids. She doesn't say shit. And he turns around and looks at her, he go, looks at her and says, I see now, Miss Lane, why you have such a great reputation as a reporter. She's like, yeah, I just have to sit here and do yeah. shit. Do nothing. He'll just talk to me. Really pulled that one out of you, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you don't have the keys to the vault. But I love this. Right before we go to break, Kingdom Comes Superman shows up exhausted. He says he's got to get out there and keep fighting no matter what. And he explains that the black uh, in the, the Superman crest is uh, to show hope shining through, which is great. I love the delivery. But to me, I'm like, more of this Kryptonian S bullshit. I hate it. I've hated it since 1978. That it's conveniently an S because it's Kryptonian for hope. 
Go fuck yourself. Well, that was not. Oh, man. Wait, 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 time out, time out. That was not from 1978. <laughs> That's it. Was the movie? The movie started that? No, 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 no. Oh. No, that was no, that was a uh, no, that was a Zack Snyder thing. The S was just the L family. Okay, crest. the L family crest. Gotcha. Okay, the hope was the the Snyder thing. I'm right. I'm talking about it being the L family crest. Hated it the first time. Like that's stupid. It's conveniently Superman's S just happens mm-hmm. to be the crest. Mm-hmm. I hated it. I, I John Byrne got rid of that uh, when he did Man of Steel. Uh, for a while but then they leaned harder into the kryptonian stuff because my least favorite stuff about superman is krypton and all so many of the movies and even the tv shows just lean hard into kryptonian stuff you know like, it, it, you know it's funny it. is that I, I i feel a lot the same way you know i i you know I'm, one of my major things is doctor who and i feel the same way about gallifrey yeah, i can it's see like, that yeah like you know they they and and especially lately the modern series has focused so much on you know what happened with gallifrey da 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 yeah gallifrey the planet that was so fucking boring that the doctor stole a time machine with his granddaughter and left (laughs) (laughs) yeah wow this sounds like a great place you know (laughs) well we're gonna leave for just a little bit and be right back state coordinates of new land acquisition oh you know that big oak tree that got struck by lightning negative the barn with the funny cow mural? Negative. One-eyed scarecrow? Negative. Giant water tower? You're not from here, are you? I've never seen him. That hardly matters. Robots don't know you. We do. Hey, how's your dad doing? For over 80 years, Farm Bureau Financial Services has built relationships first and plans second. It's your future. Let's protect it. Welcome back to Gideon, guys. And before we get back to the show, Travis, what, do we else, what else do we... Faye, before we do our plugs... Jeff, what do you have going on? What's in, what's in well, the pipeline? Well, uh, as eagle-eared uh, listeners will know, I am the regular host of uh, Boom Goes the Dynamite here on the PWOM Podcast Network, uh, where we do mo- more or less weekly uh, AEW Dynamite reviews. Uh, I know we we lately we've had to take some weeks off for for reasons, um, and I also host uh, Busting Balls. Uh, which is actually uh, an independent podcast, but uh, this network is so kind enough to uh, to host it as well uh, as a simul uh, feeder. Um, eventually, one of these days, Chris Thomasetto and I are going to do the actual final episode of Strong Style Story, but, uh, you know, we just kind of keep not getting around to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also write about professional wrestling, both on my blog, strongstylestory.tumblr.com, mostly focusing on Japanese wrestling, but also uh, for coin at fan, fanbite.com. Right. And uh, so that that uh, I, I've been uh, you know working semi regularly there over the last uh, over the last year or so. Uh, I do, a- as mentioned, I am also a comic creator. I do have uh, two crowdfunding projects coming up, so stay tuned for that. At uh, one will be coming sooner than the other, is all I can say to that. Uh, and my Dark Horse book was supposed to be out this August, but it inexplicably got pushed back to March of 2023 now. So we'll have a little bit of time to, to plug that. Cool. Cool. Awesome. And yeah, Palm Podcast Network. That's uh, where it's at. That's where we are. That's a lot of great shows, including the ones that Jeff just talked about. Uh, the one that uh, Johnny and I did recently, uh, Yours, Mind, the Truth, my podcast, where we talked about the Beatles' White Album, was a lot of fun. 
and uh, yeah, lots of fun to find on this feed. Give us a, give us five stars or give us a nice review or something um, wherever you find your podcast. But aside from that, yeah, we always do Mystery Titan Theater. We had a great show last Saturday with the Frightful Four. We're looking at uh, February of 82, Georgia, Memphis, and a little bit of Portland. And our 50th episode is coming up, but it's going to be postponed uh, because of... Uh, I'm uh, I'm part of another gig uh, on that Saturday night that we usually do it. So it'll be a week later, but that'll be our 50th episode. If you're going to join us, twitch.tv slash Jarvis Washing Machine uh, was when we go live every other Saturday, 7 p.m. Uh, and then it go, uh, I'll put the uh, edited uh, and uh, finished episodes up on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash Jarvis Washing Machine. Please follow us there. I have been stuck. We have been stuck at 499 followers for like, uh, it feels like a month now. It's just staring me in the face. And I feel like once, seriously, I'm telling you, Johnny, we'll be able to retire. Once I get, <laughs> once we get 500, uh, my wife just walked in and laughed when I said <laughs> I heard that. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Mystery Titans Theater, check it out. Guys. <laughs> Jeff, we got to have you up. You, really, you, you popped the room, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so now's the time of the show where we like to check in with everyone's favorite immortal despot, Vandal Savage, and usually see what he's drinking tonight, but we're recording during the day, so he's going to give us one of his recommendations. It's time for Savage Brew. Boy, you really had the, quite the long intro there. Uh, yeah, it's me. Vandal Savage. I'm running, I'm a, it's a BFGG, as you know. Middle of the day, uh, so taking it easy. I'm, a, I'm moving a little slower today because I went out to the hockey game to see my beloved Calgary Flames defeat the Vancouver Canucks handily. And boy, oh boy, I, uh, I had uh, several wobbly pops, as we like to say here in, in uh, this fair country. Uh, I, including, I, I, I know I started with the Fat Tugs, which is a, which is a BC favorite. 7.5%, goodness gracious, knock you on your ass. And I finished with, I believe, a Stanley Park Hazy pale ale and i can recommend both very much uh but uh, i i see we have here today uh a friend uh jeffrey uh nice of you to join us jeffrey um i i think it's interesting that yeah you mentioned all these projects you're working on i th although i wanted to ask quickly why that crowdfundme they're asking you to pay them back after seeing your work that was odd anyways johan quickly this 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 beer far too sophisticated for your infantile palate I gotta go throw up. Goodbye. Hey, 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 Vandal. Yeah, he's gone, man. He's gone. Sorry. Oh, can, can, can you pass a message along to, to Mr. Savage? Uh-huh. Your mom. Okay, got it. <laughs> she was a wonderful cave woman. <laughs> but I am DB curious. So in scouring the IMDB, uh, for these especially, man, there's a lot because usually you find some weird, funny stuff in just the Legends IMDB, but this is all the fandom. So this bit of trivia uh, cracked me up. So Mark Guggenheim uh, noted that the inclusion of Cress Williams as Black Lightning was particularly challenging due to the actor having to fly back and forth between Atlanta 
the primary filming location for Black Lightning in Vancouver, where Crisis was filmed. Mm -hmm. To make things even more difficult uh, logistically, the costume, specifically modified to give off a pulsating electric aura, was expensive to transport between the two filming locations. Hmm. Guggenheim uh, uh, mentioned... His costume is a very involved piece of equipment that has to be traveled and has a separate handler that has to travel with it. It was suggested to me at one point by one of the money people, does Black Lightning really have to wear his costume in the crossover? I said, he has to wear the costume. It wouldn't be the same if he didn't. Being that guy. So yeah, we're going to do, does he have to wear the costume? It's just the one guy. The one dude just in that, his that, skivvies. That, that's about on level of of uh, wanting to make the Hulk red. That like who uh, <laughs> is a Stephen E. D'Souza suggested that one. Oh no 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 wait no not him. It was uh Kenneth. What's his name? You know the guy who created V. You know that guy. Okay. Yeah, that guy because he was like the executive producer of the 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 Bill Bixby Incredible Hulk show. Interesting. So, yeah. Red. <laughs> oh boy. Thirty six yeah. out of thirty six found that interesting. Yeah, that was a good one. So we're going to viewer reviews, and uh, normally there's there's a few to pick out to make fun of, but you know, we're on a, we're on a time limit here. But we're going to go to our special crisis uh, miniseries correspondent. Bit. Our correspondent uh, for our segment, you can't handle the Drufke <laughs> by Thomas Drufke, prolific IMDb uh, reviewer. This guy is the Picasso. This guy is the Picasso of. He's the Miles Davis of IMDb reviews. Did, 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 didn't you read this person's review when uh, on the episode I did? Maybe. I don't think it was the Drufke. He's, it might have been around for these other two. But he reviews, he's a huge, he doesn't really, it seems he doesn't really watch much of the other shows, um, but is a big Green Arrow fan. He's an Arrow guy. <clears throat> so let's get started. <sighs> Eight out of ten stars, Time to Vanish by Thomas Drufke. <laughs> While still having quite a few story flaws, part three felt like a return to form for the crisis storyline and crossover material in general, as many more regular cast members joined the fold in this third act of this week's massive event. The problem I'm still having is the decision to kill off Oliver in the first episode of the crossover, while then a mere episode later trying to bring him back via the Lazarus pit. I have many feelings on this, but most of all, it just feels weird, doesn't it? Unless there's some last second flip of the switch at the end of the crisis that undoes everything that we've seen over the last few nights, then I legitimately don't understand the writer's decision-making process here. In the same vein, did they really just completely ruin the Flash vanishing in crisis story as well? The entire five years that this show has been on the air, we have known Barry eventually vanishes, and now that's just wiped away because Flash from Earth 90 did it for him? Seriously? <laughs> Other than those few, spoiler but, God. <laughs> other than those few but noteworthy complaints, I actually liked the episode much more than the night before. Putting Barry back at the center proved to be much more interesting than Batwoman or Supergirl, and the return of Dig and first appearance of Black Lightning in the Arrowverse was a nice touch as well. And again, I know that the entire crossover feels like an Avengers ripoff, but I liked the cliffhanger we were left with quite a bit. But it's still weird that Oliver is not there. <laughs> yeah, but he, he almost called him. I wish he would have called him Queen again because that's what he'd been doing in the past. Yeah, the Queen. Uh, <laughs> six, six out of eleven found that helpful. Come on, the, 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 the Queen is dead, boys. Yeah. <laughs> so that means five people, Travis. 
can't yeah. handle the Drufke. They cannot. No, he's a, as I said, he's like Nick Drake. We're not going to recognize his brilliance until he's dead. <laughs> so back at the Devault, uh, we find that Pariah has saved Black Lightning uh, from his Earth. And this felt like we knew, it, those of us who watched these shows knew it was coming, but Black Lightning did feel like they were, and it did, took place on its own Earth. Because you know, these shows, are all, all the new ones were interconnected, and they did Black Lightning. He goes, nope, it's going to be its own Earth with no, when there's no other superheroes. Hmm. So his Earth is the one that was wiped out that Lois uh, noticed. So Chris Williams here, who... I love this guy. I think he's, he's really good. Great. I like him a lot. Yeah. Black Lightning. I had my problems with the Black Lightning show. It had nothing to do with him. It was like one character who was channel changing for me. And the original costume he had was too bulky. But this this is the slim down down one. It looks great. And he's done. He really brings a lot. Uh, just got a show. real quiet uh realism to him that uh is that nobody else really has on yeah again really he's a, he, yeah he, he's really really good so he's pissed off they didn't save his family and uh but both barry's asking for his help and it's great he just coolly sneers and just like now he, he's allowed to whisper because he does it good he's like what do you need from me and it's just so I'm like oh mm-hmm. shit mm-hmm. i'm like my, mm-hmm. my, my superhero uh boner starts going yeah baby this guy's great so he's got to contain the energy of the cannon and uh like can you do it and i just love it. he says let's find out and mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty cool uh, shooting lightning then both flashes go into flash time to try to figure out what to do and they figure out that uh Barry figures out that it's time for him to disappear in the crisis and it cuts to black lightning and he's you see on his show he's a high school principal of an inner city school where the grades are fantastic and he starts reciting the school motto and that's what's keeping him focused uh, which ends with by any means necessary yeah interesting <laughs> and that comes up a couple times oh a couple well they at, at least the at least one more time yeah, no, yeah it's yeah. twice it's twice because they beat it into the ground, but the second time second it's one the funniest the part of the show. I know. <laughs> a little knowing nod. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> so um Barry says goodbye to Cisco and Caitlin, but old Flash, Flash 90, jumps up and steals Barry's speed. He's like, You'll learn a trick or two after riding the lightning for as long as I have, kid. Oh, and, man. and he's gonna be the flash that dies in the crisis. And Black Lightning falls. Cisco has to breach him back in. When he turns around and looks at uh, young Barry Allen and says, "Keep riding the lightning, son," oh and winks gosh. at him. Oh, the uh, oh man! This and the, the and highlight then, of this of this series so far. And, 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 yeah. and then we get footage from the old series with Amanda oh Pays yep. there too. Amazing! That made me cry, man. That was oh, awesome. Man. I thought that was so good that's like to me that's a, the highlight of the of this mini series so far and um really and they nailed like i thought we'd get an homage to perez's art from that very famous scene like i thought we'd see him turn into a skeleton or something you know yeah kind of um but it was still great and for for a scene that is a key part of crisis uh i thought they just that for all the missteps along the way and how much they're packing everything in, this was, to me, Johnny, a real high point in this. Uh, it really series. is, and it touched me every time I see it because I love that scene, that that 
that death scene of Barry Allen still gets to me because I was a yeah. huge fan as a kid that knocked yeah. me. That, that really, at age 14, that fucking took the wind out of my sails. I hear you. And, hear you. Uh, and when they cut to the last, only, the only thing left is his symbol amongst the wreckage. So everything good. goes boom. Uh, uh, and uh, while the theme cry plays, right now, man. while the theme <laughs> plays by, it's by Danny Elfman and Shirley Walker wrote that uh, theme. Cool. And, but then we cut to the scene where uh, Barry Allen and Jefferson Pierce are, talking about their dads and shared trauma and and uh so when when black lightning uh, says i guess it's time you know we go out there and rage against the dying of the light and it cuts to young barry allen who goes dylan thomas i was like yeah no shit asshole yes. uh which which is basically how black lightning reacts he kind of gives him a sneer he's like oh i guess flash has read a book huh yeah <laughs> Shake hands. Flash, uh, Flash didn't drop out of 10th grade uh, English. <laughs> he's As a high school principal, he's yeah. impressed. Yeah. And they shake hands. Uh, then we hear uh, the voice of the ship, Jeffrey, is being played by Wentworth Miller, who plays Captain Cold, Leonard Snart on these shows. Who's, yeah, I thought the voice sounded a little familiar. Yeah, the, the ones you know, we watched with him, it was uh, his Earth X uh, uh, gay counterpart uh character he's a lot of fun and they get him in this by letting him be the voice of the computer so i guess he just has to record his lines over his phone and send them to guggenheim because that's what it sounds like he's like he just goes okay. attention everybody these characters are now back and that's it yeah so, so check. okay so the ship is this the 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 wave rider from legends yes from legends okay so I, I have a question about the design of this ship has there always been a tardis console in the middle of it sort of because <laughs> because well, it's the hex hexagonal uh tardis console right there well the captain of the wave rider for the first season played by arthur darvel so yeah there's definite oh yes <laughs> wow okay rip, rip hunter rip hunter time master on these shows is played by Arthur what was rory <laughs> was mm -hmm. rory yeah oh yeah. wow mm -hmm. had no idea mm. yeah we but, missed him he was good man he's great yeah he was a lot i like rory too. i like rory too i like amy and rory actually yeah me too uh so i, I, I think this the show has gone way downhill since they left to be honest iris and barry reunite and uh, he introduces black lightning it's great when he sees the superman he's like wait the superman thing is real his reaction is fantastic he's like you know, he's just <laughs> lost he's lost everything but he he's like wait look at superman's real this is fucking dope and there's two of them <laughs> so they're talking about how to find harbinger and uh that's what dig says we're gonna find by by any means necessary and they have him and black light and share a little nod here that fucking cracks me up yes oh boy <laughs> it's so funny yeah uh, it's it's like yeah, it's the actors recognizing like yeah mm -hmm. these lily white fucking shows we got to stick together right bro yep, okay. yep. <laughs> yeah so harbinger pops they in. think this they think this makes things better just by uh, writing yeah, this yeah, line in here yeah. that's what that looks that's like. what that nod said that's what that nod said <laughs> hey, hey 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 you believe this shit this changes nothing <laughs> <laughs> so harbinger pops in with no memories and while Diggle's uh, hugging his wife here, I just love you see Barry and the team are behind just whispering like, this seems a little fishy. <laughs> see kind of? right. And they figure it out just as her eyes go white. Yeah. And right out of the comics, Anti-Monitor has Harbinger under his control. 
she flattens all the superheroes here. Oh, and before she kills the monitor and takes his life force, the monitor, in one last dumb plan, Travis, mm-hmm. looks at Pariah and says, Pariah, it's up to you. He goes, well, what should I do? He's like, you'll know when the time comes. Fuck you, monitor. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I kind of rolled my eyes at that. Mm-hmm. But also, eye-rolling. Okay, so we're talking about George Perez and George Perez's design of Harbinger is an all-timer. Yes. Now, mind you, I do real recognize that a lot of the time, good what looks good on a comic book page is not actually meant to be worn by human beings. Right, yes. right. Yes. But to go the complete opposite direction on the Harbinger suit, you know, for Harbinger's look in this, it was just it, it was disappointing. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, well, I'll tell you why, because the actress who plays her has been on Arrow for a long time, a little older woman, and she's got a look and the, and the the costumes that accentuate uh, her look on these shows for pretty people. And she was originally named Lila Michaels with the code name Harbinger as an agent of Argus as an in-joke. There was never any plan of that. She's going to actually be playing Harbinger at some Ah. point. Because uh, when Arrow first started, all of this was uh, far fetched that any of this would happen. Right. I mean, it was it was the dark show. It's kind of realistic, and we throw in Easter eggs. This is their chance to play with those Easter eggs. So they're not going to put the actress who plays Lila Michaels in that you know metal bikini. Right. right. But I'm they could have done right now. Right. But they could have done something. You know, yeah. be, beyond you know a you know beyond a tracksuit. You but know, pantsuit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a striking pantsuit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it just again. I mean, you know, if, if we're going to be paying tribute to but but on the other hand, the uh, the pariah suit is perfect. It looks exactly like the comic books. It, it, it was close. It was pretty close. Now yeah. I can't say that for the guy who looks like Elon Musk, but no, no, <laughs> the hair. I mean, the, the pariah's hair was kind of stuck up in the air there a little sure, bit. Yeah, a little bit. So. The wave, the antimatter wave is back, wipes out Earth One. And uh, the team there managed to get some quips in at the anti monitor about never stop fighting. It gets to Black Lightning, who again goes, by any means necessary. One and then nods over. They, they cut the, the other nod over to Diggle. Like, Can you believe this shit? <laughs> so as they're being wiped away, there's a, a quick little scene that I really liked. The, 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 the antimatter wave is wiping them out. Iris West Allen is looking worried and glances at Tyre Hoakland's Superman, who just gives her a slight smile and a nod, like, ma'am, it's going to be okay. And it's mm-hmm. it's very subtle, and I love it. It's mm. He's so good. Just that classic it, Superman, yeah. Yep. You know, having faith that the, 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 that the Paragons are going to figure out, because Pariah figures out what to do. How? I don't know. He sends all the paragons to the vanishing point. Hey, some legend shit, Travis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. It, this is uh, from season one of Legends. Had Rip Hunter worked for the Time Masters, who exist in Vanishing Point. It was a major part of season one of Legends and hasn't been referenced since. And they show up at Vanishing Point. That's where Leonard Snart died saving them. And uh, so Sarah's the one who know where, who knows where they are. So as they're trying to figure out what to do, Superman, Christopher Reeve Superman here, 
starts becoming consumed from the inside out by red lights. Yep. It doesn't know what's happening. And Supergirl's holding him in sort of an homage to the cover where she dies, but she's right. holding him. And he gets transformed into Lex Luthor, baby. Yeah, Lex Luthor fucking over everybody. Yep. <laughs> in true Luthor style. Yep, because he decided that uh, he was looking at the book of destiny while all this was going on and decided that destiny needed a rewrite and just ripped out a page. And apparently all it takes is writing the words Lex Luthor over top of the Superman logo yeah, to control the book of the book of destiny. <laughs> so, so it, 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 is his Luthor, is this the, is this business mogul Luthor or is this mad scientist? Luthor? It's or mad, both? well, no, it's mad scientist Luthor who started as business. The Luthors are very powerful. He became obsessed with Superman and became a mad scientist. Um, by the end of crisis, when everything's rewritten, he spoiler alert, everyone loves Lex Luthor. Uh, because you know he's a great guy you know scientist and hero and uh he's a secret villain much like burn did where you know mm. he, he turned oh, yeah. into the burn superman i mean sorry, right. sorry Luthor. um and uh again and he's so much fun they, they do there's one whole episode of supergirl just called lex uh deuce x uh deuce lex machina and it's just like, <laughs> and it's just, and it's them explaining everything that's happened for two seasons and how he's been secretly manipulating everything. And it's all crier. And it's, cool. it's, it's really, really good. But wow. hey, we made it, guys. Right in under the wire. Jeff, I want to thank you so much for joining us. This has been so much fun. Yeah, thanks a lot. Um, yeah, this was, uh, you know what? This actually went by. Uh, I had to say, yeah. uh, I, I was actually, I thought that was going to be like a lot more to the episode. And then suddenly it was over. It was like, mm -hmm. oh, shit. I mean, mm -hmm. I just remember the, the first time it like it, it seemed like it, it felt every bit of it. And this one actually just kind of went by. So I, I, I have to say, too, I, I actually kind of uh, no, I'm, not, I'm talking about the actual episode of the, of yeah. the show. Not not this <laughs> not, one. Not the fight. I know. This has been a dredge. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. This one. No, I've been clock watching this one. So. <laughs> but uh, no, I no, agree. I mean, no, it, it, no, actually, I, I was very surprised when the when the episode ended, when it did, yeah. I was like, holy shit. Wow, and this is what led it. This is what leads into the CW deciding that this cliffhanger, we're gonna wait, make everybody wait a month to see what happens because it, it led into the holidays and they just cancel everything into a month of, of terrible Christmas programming. And, oh, wow. and then it came back, when it came back, all the steam, all the steam had been left out. People were like, yeah. forgot what had happened. There was no, oh, the promotion, no. the promotion stopped on it. It was. The CW's choice on how to program this was bonkers, and they never. And you said that there was an uh, there was a an attached comic book that they didn't. That they, they, they did not advertise. Yeah, that's so, so stupid. But once again, Jeff, that, thanks that's again. entertainment. That was, yeah. yeah, that's entertainment. All right. Do we really need the Black Lightning suit? That's entertainment. <laughs> all right. Be yeah. sure to follow us. Be sure to follow us at Guys Gideon on Twitter, and we will talk to you next time. Adios. Bye now.